0: Well, we gather around on the side to share some stories while you catch your flight. Show's not short, it's not too long, it's perfect for your morning run. For if you're on the yard, for if you're inside your car. And I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part of our chance conversation.
1: Oh. Hey there guys, I want to welcome you to, uh, Our mini so
2: 9.5. No, 10.5.
1: No, this is going to be 10.5. This is uh, Billy and I's conversation on the way back from the Warrior Dash in St. Francisville, Louisiana. We wanted to record a little intro here to just to kind of warn you that the audio probably is not going to be quite up to snuff. Uh, That's because we were recording on the road and we were recording on a mobile phone. So, bear with us. You know, I think there's some good information in there. We we had a really good time, so I uh, just wanted to give you a
2: little warning that that was about to come. What else do you want to add to it? I don't know. Um, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, let us know if the audio quality of this minisode that was recorded on our phone is suitable. If you didn't mind it, if it wasn't off-putting at all, because that opens up a lot more avenues for us recording-wise to do things out, quote, in the field, whether it's camp trips or the, boy, the guys' reenactments or races or whatever. It's um, obviously lugging around the laptop and the microphone and all that kind of stuff is it could be tedious, depending on where we are. Um, but if, if you don't mind this episode, you know, send us a, a a tweet or Facebook post or an email and let us know. Uh, are we on Twitter?
1: We are on Twitter. All right,
2: so that that, that makes sense then. We're at Podcast ACC and Podcast ACC. Have we been?
1: But yeah, definitely. Uh, let us know. Um, and this will be, and, you know and we're not talking about you know every episode but we do try to mix up our mini sodes we've gotten on a schedule to where we'll do a full episode two weeks later we we'll do a mini-sode on a completely different topic so
2: and if y'all have ideas for mini sodes if there's something that's coming up that y'all want us to participate in maybe record or you know be, feel free to shoot us ideas um, we've got a bunch of stuff in our minds but you know if you the listeners have something that the four of us are eager to jump in and do um communication between us and listeners is vital in the early ages in the early days of our podcast to make sure that we get off on the right foot and that we adapt towards your needs and your likes and that you keep coming back for more and are pleasantly surprised with every listen especially like um
3: hey, rob! Rob! <laughs> what did you show what did End you get here
2: rob <laughs> especially um Fairly recent headlines like uh, the invention of not fire not, or, 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 moved, or, or the wheel. we On a different episode, we moved yeah. past. We moved past we're that. Not, we're, not, the, we're not talking about headlines no. though? No, we're on. We're on episode 10.5 now.
1: This is the introduction to our mini-sode that Billy and I recorded in the car.
2: Yes. Ah. Yeah. So. I wasn't there. Recant your statements. No, that's staying in. Oh, that's I wasn't the there. Yep, alright, we're back on air. Alright, so, uh, we, uh... Well,
0: Billy decided to not charge his computer. Listen, uh, we...
2: My my battery said I had two and a half hours. I thought we were going to be covered. The mysteries of modern technology, ladies and gentlemen. Batteries have a finite life. Apparently. (laughs) And if you don't plug in the charger, it will die. Well, my charger is plugged. Charger is plugged
1: in. Eternal life. I can't remember where we were in our conversation. Well,
2: see, Rob was just telling
1: us about headlines. Rob has just joined us. In the meantime, during the battery outage, Joey has now joined us. I have, I have, I have. I have, I have. So you now have a complete set of hosts for this
0: intro for a mini episode. I like how no one decided explains to me in the thirty minutes that we didn't have the computer, of. But, uh, I am, I
2: am going to save the Hindenburg and the Titanic for next time, folks. Rob's so. still on the freaking headlines. <laughs> He's still on the Hindenburg. That's Man, his go-to. Lord. That's his go-to story. And, and the Adventure Titanic. And the, and the Titanic. But they're both
0: tragic stories. It's it's tragic. Tragic.
2: Headlines.
0: <laughs> headlines. Oh, yeah. So. is great.
2: Well, I'm hungry. I need something salty. You
0: where it's always funny eating crackers during the podcast. You realize that, right? That's exactly. I'm not Frank! Don't you dare call me Frank! Okay, the wheels
1: have fallen completely off the bus at this point. You couldn't driving. have gotten louder
0: food unless you were beating up a midget for a pecan. I, Grinding wheels no are loud. Way.
2: You know what I watch? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> beating up a midget for a
0: pecan. For a pecan. Is that a
2: common thing that happens <laughs> with midgets? Yeah.
0: They
2: care. Only during like recordings, and stuff yeah. I guess. Yeah. Speaking of midgets, mm-hmm. Oh boy. Have you experienced a problem with midgets recently? No, I was going
1: to bring this up in the in the full episode, but do we you have something
2: against midgets?
1: We didn't do entertainment. Mm-hmm. There is a. I'm going to go ahead and just throw it in here, just randomly in the intro. Yeah. There is a comedy special by a comedian known. Well, I mean, by a comedian named Brad Williams. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. He's a little person Funniest comedy special I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Funniest, funniest person And basically he just stands there for an hour Or he doesn't stand there, he moves around But basically he just spends an hour Making fun of the fact that he's a little person mm-hmm. And you have got to see it I'm going to try to find it for you Because seriously, I laugh more at that comedy special Than I have at any other comedy special <laughs> I've ever seen It is so freaking Where you funny you see it at? It's on Showtime
2: Showtime. Oh yeah, tell yeah. the story about your Showtime Bill. I'm not telling you the Showtime. Yeah, we all have internet. We need we, we don't. <laughs> we don't you about your Showtime so situation. Yeah. You told me for 40 minutes on the Showtime Baton
1: Rouge
3: after. Well, and you
1: told me the whole story about dating some girl and her falling asleep on the movie theater and.
0: Alright. Okay.
1: So we're even. <laughs> We don't need to delve into every conversation we had
0: on our number of we need to get in on both of these. Like, I feel like we need
2: to when time. this recording ends, we will ask Russell what
0: happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, oh. Brad... So that, can that go into updates next time? Anyway, the, the comedy special is Brad Williams Fun Size. <laughs> I get it. That's the thing. So, too. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's so freaking funny. You guys. But anyway...
2: Is Shaq's, uh Comedy Central King size. I don't
0: think You're gonna choke on crackers if you don't chew it up before you put it in your mouth. You can't just stick the whole thing in. <laughs> inhale. What are What are we doing right now? I'm gonna okay, take. We're a gonna minute. watch Billy asphyxiate. Russell, you you Jim. seem
2: to be most on point right now. <laughs> Billy's choking on crackers and Joyce watching him crack on crack on crackers. God, Joey bro.
1: is watching him crack on
0: crackers. That's it. You're right. I would never um, crack on crackers. He's cracking on chokers. A respected race.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. What are we doing right now exactly? This is,
1: unfortunately, <laughs> is this the, a promo? the intro for the mini episode. And oh. I apologize to all of our listeners because they have to bear.
2: This is our radio spot, right? They have to, like,
1: Suffer through this, and believe me, I, if you're hearing this, I've already suffered through it at least four times in the editing process, so I know your pain. I really do.
2: Can, can I ask a question to everyone
1: here? If it has to do with any historical event, the answer is no. No? Okay. All
2: right.
0: So this is leading up to our mini our no. episode okay, of the beer? Sorry, no. This is li- No, the beer episode has already dropped. I was like, because the only this, correlation between this and last time was we're drinking beer.
1: <laughs> this funny. is leading up to the episode that Billy and I recorded on the road coming back from the Warrior Day. Oh, that's a And the whole point of the intro was to apologize for the audio quality. <laughs> and now it's just snowballed into this
2: free-for-all, and nobody has any idea what's going on. Gotcha. gotcha. R- Russell's got a good idea. All right, now for my question, which... Um, Listeners, y'all heard him say that he gave me permission to ask my question as long as it didn't have to do with history. It just so happens to do with geography. So, If there were a country... Libya is not in the
1: Middle East. we already yeah, yeah, covered that. No, 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 no.
2: Okay, no. It, uh, that is geog- Go geography. Go back and
1: listen to the episode two weeks ago we discussed. Yeah. Libya is not in the Middle East. I got it.
2: All right. If there are a country in the world, you would choose... Uh, Never Did to visit. To join the Middle East? Oh, never right. to visit. Never to visit. I mean, you never visit. Ooh. All right, A single country. A country? Yes, a country. Where would you never visit? Go. Mozambique. Um. What the well, I, Hold on, hold on, wait. On. wait. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I, I really wanted to. Yeah, I want to hear a lot of this, me. too. I thought he
0: just threw something out there. Um.
2: Yeah, Mozambique because I know so much about <laughs>
0: Mozambique.
1: <And> that <laughs> is exactly my point. If any of you can tell me one thing that I should visit Mozambique for, any landmark, any historical event, no, it has to be specific. If any of you can tell me the southern scenery, a reason to visit Mozambique, then I will, I will recant and I will pick another
0: country. Well, it's
2: certainly not to know more about our Middle East talk, because that is definitely not part of it. So you Middle need East.
0: one fact about Mozambique. Yep. So
2: it's an
0: M in the name. K-U-U-E-E. K-U-E-E. Uh, has it there somewhere? I am going to say. At this point, I will
1: confidently rest my case. I'm going to say,
0: listen, I'm going to give a fact about it. And we're going to, to fact-check this. I'm going to give a <laughs> right up. Right now, I'm fact-checking. Mozambique lies on the Indian Ocean side of Africa. And actually has some of the best beaches in the world. <laughs> I'm going to go. And say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to put no it out there. Mosambique.
2: <laughs> you have thing, A beautiful beach. I look at the Indian Ocean. All right. Well, he's fact-checking. Billy, Joey, y'all got, y'all got answers? Antarctica. Uh... Why would you not ever go to Antarctica? Nothing there. It's not a country.
1: No, no. Uh, I said country.
2: I said country. I
1: clarified he did say country, yeah. and that's why. Because that would have been my answer. Australia. But, I
0: mean,
2: uh, he's got something on okay, Australia. Right. He's, see, he's
0: going on something there. You have
2: relatives in
0: Australia. The snakes,
2: spiders terrifying snakes. There's terrifying snakes All you got to do
0: Google is, why not to go to Australia. A million web pages of why you should well, go here's, here's a challenge for any of our listeners. Pick a country, random country, and
2: then type in why not to go to into your country here and see what kind <laughs> of information you get. I thought you, go you got
0: information there on a Mozambique and what was... Um, well, what was the statement you made? I said that it lies on the Indian Ocean side of Africa and it has pristine beaches.
2: Yeah, he's making that no. gritty face is because he realizes it is <laughs> on the coast of the Indian Ocean. It is. It Not is. Um, and it probably does have beautiful beaches. Very uh, nice. It so is on the course. south east side of Africa.
0: Is it touching the Indian Ocean, that's sir? Yes, it I'm, is. That's what I'm
1: trying to see. If
0: it's all if it's all on the East Coast, then yes, it's touching the Indian Ocean. Well, no, it's... Uh-oh. No, well, it is.
2: Dang it. <laughs> the Indian yeah. Ocean
0: is pretty big. So did I pull a fact out of asked about <laughs> those he did. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: Oh, does that mean he's got to pick a new I have to pick a new one. Yep, he does. Based on the rules that he provided. Uh, wait, wait,
1: wait. There was more than one statement. <laughs> I said, has
2: pristine
0: beaches. No, has
2: beautiful oh. beaches. Oh. Let's look at the picture. Yeah, his conditional statement was two facts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I did say what.
0: God. Do they have pristine beaches? They do have pristine beaches! <laughs> yeah! yeah. Uh, right. Mozambique for the win! Right. So Mozambique is out for Russell. Russell has to choose again. I went, right. While he's thinking about that, I would have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. While he's thinking, I know he's thing, I'm going to oh, go ahead. I, I've been close with Australia. I really have. Like Australia, it just seems awful. <laughs> Everything I hear about it, magpies, just shark. You can't go anywhere without almost getting killed. But I guess, really, oh, it's just I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to my old statement. And just for the viewers, I'm going to say Mongolia for the win. <laughs> I it's just one big desert trap after the other. There's nothing out there. There's uh, mountains there, though. It's awful. You don't <laughs> Rob, where would you hate to go? You know, oh. I hadn't
2: really thought about where I wouldn't want to go. But I guess if I hadn't knelt down to one country... <laughs> to one. Um... I'm going to say uh, someone probably particularly dangerous for Americans to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Iraq right now would probably be least likely. And this is a pretty practical choice because, you know, uh, they, they I, don't I really think like this
1: thing needs a way out, to be honest with you. I'm not going to go ahead and call you out. Yeah. I think that's a,
2: yeah. that's a crappy We answer. all avoided the Middle East specifically to help add some character to this conversation. <laughs> oh. Okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. Okay, alright, I'll I'll give you say Libya, bit of a little bit a a new, it, do do have it. A, new do have a new one. of a
0: little bit a little
1: bit
2: of
1: a little Chad? of a little bit of a little bit it is landlocked in Africa. And number two, is named Chad.
0: Yeah. I'll give that one to you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll let I'll you give have that one, one, you. one. I'll let you have that one. we trying to throw Mozambique down the river like that, man. <laughs> you know, I was only beachy. about 80% sure that it touched the ocean. <laughs> so I was really kind of going to gamble. That's there. higher than the percentage I was. That's near knew was in Africa somewhere. <laughs> I really thought it was landlocked as well. <clears throat> Billy? He already said, he said Australia, which was a good choice.
2: Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I I, I have a snake phobia. I'm not going to Australia. Well, I'm not going to a lot of countries, but Australia's top of the list.
1: Well, if y'all are going with those, then Rob, his only answer.
2: Yeah, that's true. There's only one answer that Rob can answer (laughs) at this point. That is true. The one country he will not go to, he cannot go to, based on his own moral high ground.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) It would be Canada. There you go. (laughs) And, it's a moral hacker. All right. there, I, I mean... You know, I've got say it's like moral hacker, like, oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Because they're a bunch of heathens. All right, now, now, to be fair, all right, give it a first choice, which was Iraq, and then Canada. All right. Canada's the gold second for Iraq. All right,
2: yes, Canada would be probably number two, because there's nothing there that interests me. Um... I mean, they're wrong. Y'all are the folks that gave us uh Wayne Gretzky, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we kind of claim him now, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's is he? Isn't well, your hero.
0: He's, he's an attractive man. Your
2: hero, Justin Bieber.
0: Ooh. No. My favorite thing is no. going to be Core Blood and Some Forty One. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with both of them. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Some Forty One, Core Blood are exceptions rule. And if I, I like could syrup, <laughs> if I could discount them from Jim all Jim Carrey, Mark Myers. Okay, fine. They have some exceptions.
1: Okay. Sandra Bullock, but only in the movie was Ryan Reynolds. Uh. Her character was from Canada.
2: Hey, Rob, oh, that still from, doesn't mean uh, I Tom should go mother to Manor Exactly. Yeah. The character
0: from Yeah. Can I play a quick game, real quick? I, was, I with Russell. No, I'm a hell no. with nice. Russell. Going, we flushed the format. <laughs> go on, Thirty minutes ago. Going Billy me and Rob, since we're always trash talking Canada. So ever. I would like for. I'm like, name a Canadian province. Saskatchewan. Quebec. I've been there, son. Manitoba.
2: Toronto.
0: (laughs) Okay, Rob lost the game. All right. That was easy game. (laughs) Oh, no, Quebec. Quebec. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Quebec. Quebec. No, no, no. (laughs) Quebec. (laughs) No. he he does take Canada the (laughs) most because he doesn't know anything about
2: it. Well, I will say, listeners, I don't know if I said this before. (laughs) On my, my honeymoon, we went to Quebec. We went to Canada. Could have gone anywhere for honeymoon. We went to Canada. They're I patriotic. thoroughly enjoy the people. I enjoy the culture. Quebec was a wonderful experience. Montreal was a fabulous city. <laughs> Good grief!
1: They could have went to the nation's In the capital. words of Charlie Brown, "Good grief!"
2: I right, I see what we're gonna do. Is we're gonna substitute our entire words. i, was say shit. I I'm <laughs> out of this conversation. I'm gonna go smoke. I'm out. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. No, yeah. don't drop our mic. It's don't one we got. Yeah. That's expensive. Which is why we recording this episode because the mic on my phone, it's not the best. Bring it all back in. All that back around. Just ties it all ties back Ties it, it all back in. Okay. Everything's now related. Nice and neat package this episode. I'm tied with a little bubble. We're going to have an hour. Uh, we're going to have.
1: So anyway. If we're going to have a
2: 56 minute full episode and a 90
1: minute <laughs> mini If you've heard this far through the introduction to the mini-sode.
2: Introsode.
1: This was like a super intro yeah, not? Yeah, a super
2: intro Super intro Man, our super episode is going to be like It's going to be insane, our super episode <laughs> It's
1: going to be the last one of the
2: year, right? Where, is that what we're going to do? Last I don't know, is year? that what you want to do? Last one every year? We can have one a, one a year A super episode every year We can do like so, a Christmas special what, a super episode Or like a New yeah. Year's Yeah Or January, we can start off with a super episode I like New Year's idea. And then that, way, like, calm Because it's like a present. Yeah, there we go. Okay. What about our, our Jewish listeners, though? They get... They can, like, Jonathan. listen to it in eight, eight separate segments. Jewish Christmas. <laughs> what about Jewish Christmas? <laughs> Didn't you just say Jewish? Jewish Christmas. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's what I just addressed. Oh, Jewish Christmas... It's called Now, the Kwanzaa. next logical, yeah. No, the I next don't next think it's called question
0: Kwanzaa. I'm um,
1: 99% sure Jewish
2: Christmas is called Kwanzaa. Uh, can you spell Kwanzaa? By the way, K-A-W-A-N-Z-A. Are you sure? Yes. Can we fact check that? Sounds pretty good. Because I don't I'm know. I really, at this hard. point,
1: I'm really just wanting to wrap up the
2: intro. Song. We're not letting you wrap
1: up, Jack. This
2: super intro.
1: How time we got? We left. have
2: seven minutes until the wife comes home and shuts okay. us all down.
1: <clears throat> Dear listeners, I will apologize for this going this long. Plus seven minutes, too long. We're
2: we're at eighty minutes. Well, that's eighty minutes. Yeah, that's good. twenty minutes after the episode ended of which we're recording on the end of, because we we don't have the capacity to start a new file for this episode. Well, because there's no point. I'm just kidding. And uh, listeners, look forward to a uh, next episode on headlines. We're going to be discussing... Uh, Good grief. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to poison Rob so that he has to sit out the next episode. And we can have a peaceful, non-historical, non-political, non Fallout episode. We're gonna be talking about the new Billy to uh, formulate bronze, and so it's gonna be probably the bronze bronze age. And the reason oh uh, bronze, I thought you meant like the bronze, like the restaurant, which is pretty good. We ain't actually there on yeah, the they in Oklahoma City. Their ice cream is so good. And the their ice hamburger delicious. is so big.
0: Have we you, ever, to, have bronze? Have have you ever been list. to a
2: bronze? I've
0: been to. So we went hard. to a
2: bronze in Oklahoma City, and there was a grocery store. It was like a grocery store. I didn't know there were grocery stores. Did you know Bronze at the grocery store? Yes. Because, what? Because what is they happening in the world? Dairy. What is happening in America where but, Bronze is a grocery store that sells ice cream and burgers? I mean, because they have they like have 30 flavors only, of ice cream, too. They
1: have their own dairy, and because they will only open a store within a certain number of miles of that dairy. That's why you, can't, you don't see them like in Little Rock, because the dairy's in Oklahoma. And by dairy, do you mean
2: like a farm with dairy cows and dairy processing units and all that? Or Is like... As opposed to the other dairy? A, pro- a dairy processing facility in which they would bring in the raw, unhomogenized milk and homogenize it. He does bring up homogen- a good point. Uh, I, I, I mean, I would love to cut him short, but he does have a good point. Anyway. I have no idea about the dairy process, even though I was an FFA for five years. I'm uh, going to say both. Hashtag FFA pride. And- <laughs> Excellent. So, uh... Final point of that tension was bronze is awesome. <laughs> bronze is pretty good. I enjoyed bronze. It's That's very nice. good. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Warrior Dash coming up in five. Four. No. No, we're not, not down. because we still got
1: five more minutes. <laughs> we're just gonna keep talking for five
2: minutes and make it up as we go. Might as well. Might as I'm well. I'm Have you ever it this far? Um, oh,
1: there was a very speaking of you know, only keeping our headlines to very recent events. There was a recent announcement that they're coming out with a new video game called Fallout Four.
2: Fallout Four? Yeah. wasn't the last game Fallout New Vegas which happened like, after I mean, they the Fallout? Just announced of,
1: it yesterday. Because just I know we, we only do recent headlines. <laughs>
2: Man, I wanted to let y'all so, know. Like, there's fallout a new 4, game coming out. Does that have anything to do with like nuclear fallout or like the atomic age? No, nope, it's just. <laughs> I can't it's even respond. It's, go it's a female goat <laughs> falling out, right? Nope, That's what it is?
1: It's just a woman who keeps stuff stored in her afro, and it just keeps falling out. Like pencils. <laughs>
2: Alright, Kent, we're gonna have to revisit the... Of the definition. And marbles. Of headlines as far as what Did is... Did you say marvels or marvels? <laughs> like, like Great Pyramids. <laughs> and the Great Slaughter in Alexandria.
0: <laughs> I watched the in colossus a, at Rhodes. I watched the afros with pencils falling out. Well, actually, Mar- Joey, <laughs> what are you doing here, Joey? Joey's it's, back! Joey's back! <laughs> Freshly smoked. I think <laughs> I found today smoking can prevent Parkinson's, but it might cause everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: definitely think someone's pumping some kind of gas into the dining room here. I'm pretty For sure that Adolf lost our Hitler mind. smoked, though. Adolf, Adolf Hitler definitely smoked. And he I had a picture of Speaking of era. bronze, Age? Ava? Ava, bronze! It was Ava. But yeah, I Braun, see the connection.
1: One of the so bonds.
2: It, yeah. yeah. She own bonds? <sighs> I, I, I'm so more uh, uh, This uh, conversation got so derailed. Who but No, that? there was no rails to begin with. Yeah, it was pretty railless. My the dad, roadies. when we were a kid, he had this locomotive, and you put water in it, and it had smoke, but you turned it on, and just rolled around the living room, and bumped into walls, and backed up, and kept going, but you didn't have a track for it. That's kind of what this is. It's That's, just an engine without I a I remember those! Yes, those were right? so neat. Because you turn it on and it's like, and it's like, it puffs and and it hits the wall and then it backs up and it goes the other way and it just kind of goes all the way around. You can't put it on carpet, but like any kind of hardwood floors or something like that. What
1: about the little tractor sprinkler that followed the, uh, the garden hose. Yeah,
2: people keep telling me about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen one. Oh, I just
1: thought we were mentioning stuff that didn't have anything to do with the conversation. <laughs> Nothing has yeah, anything to do with the oh, conversation.
2: We're oh, 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 oh. not having a conversation. This is no. all up to chance. He was trying. It's to almost. Make wait a minute. A connect. An analogy. Guys. To, uh, to, was it almost a chance yeah, conversation? <laughs> This where's moment the, we're having Where's right now. the die? Let's go ahead and do a wild card. All right, <laughs> right, let's do a wild card. Alright, let's draw one got question. got two minutes. Got one two wild minute.
1: card. Here we go. Alright, here we go. We're gonna roll the dice. We're gonna draw a question. I don't know All why right. we're going the dice. Alright, pull, pull, Get pull. that <laughs> Pull one. Pull one, Russell. I got one. Favorite female star and why? Mm.
2: I like Saul. Pia?
0: <laughs> That's not a thing, is it?
2: You didn't say why, and I don't know. Who Cause that's the is. only star I know. Is it a star or a constellation? Kind of he is Saul. Saul is what I said. Saul being the sun that gives us life. Uh, hold on, I thought it was female. He's talking about a star. Bungley, bungley, bungity. He's he's,
0: he's uh, actually playing on words. A double on What are you calling it? Double
2: entendre. Like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double entendre. Oh, seriously? And
1: there's there's like a
0: plethora that I can
1: choose from. Oh, a plethora. But right now, my one one somebody I'm a huge fan of is
2: Padgett Brewster. Patrick Brewster? Padgett Brewster. Is it female? Where is she from? She is female. <laughs> she's recently <laughs> on the <laughs> show Grandfather. name is Pet. The new
1: show with uh, John Stamos where he finds out he's a surprise Sorry, grandfather. Yeah. What? She's a gorgeous
2: one. man like John Stamos can be a grandfather? Yeah, exactly. But man, yeah. that's like sitcom material. <laughs> she is, um, she's, she plays his ex. <laughs>
1: she was also the mother in Another Period.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Oh, oh! Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what was her name in that one? Paget. No. No, it was uh, Mrs. <clears throat> uh, Dotfire. J- America. Congeniality. Mrs. Robinson. Doody, doody,
1: It was something like that, like doody or. Doody, doody, booty, booty, Cooty. I
0: know who you're talking about. But anyway, I'm
1: a big fan of her work on the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. She's very, very funny. She's and, pretty
2: funny in another period, too. Yep.
1: But anyway, that's my answer. Uh, Joey, you got
2: a favorite female star? <laughs> and why? And why? Skip me for a second.
0: Well, we talked what about, about female crushes. Yep. You're gonna
1: and I'm going back to Allison Hennigan. Hennigan. I'm
0: sorry about that. No, 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 no.
1: Well, no, i, did I call be calling.
0: I'm going to say Sasha Gray, ex ex-porn star turned uh, horror movie uh, actress. B. She, the horror movie actress. What is this porn that you speak yeah. of? Yeah, well, what
2: uh, is... I'll and I'm, and I'm, and I'm being serious. In detail. Well, she,
0: she did that for about a year. Only a year. I got faint. Now the woman has so much money. She's in movies with Elijah Wood. If you ever see Open Windows, she's in a movie with Elijah Wood. She's always horror. She's a DJ. She travels the world. She's very inspiring to me. Start from the, Like they say, start from the bottom now, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, literally. Started from the bottom!
2: <laughs> it is obviously Don't not a power.
0: Yeah. A power, what is it? A, it's not the, a power, uh. Power, power bottom. bottom? Yeah. Oh, she is yeah. a power bottom, obviously. Sasha star- Gray is great. Okay. Robbie, for all you females, <laughs> um,
2: wrap it up for us. Easily, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, for. So many I had a dream once. The whole dream whoa, whoa, whoa. was me sitting in a Pizza Hut booth with Scarlett Johansson oh. watching a movie on a TV in the kitchen. What movie? I can't remember. It's some kind of scary movie. But the whole and... movie, it's just me sitting next to Scarlett Johansson at a Pizza Hut talking. Like 45 minutes worth of a dream of me talking to Scarlett Johansson at a Pizza Hut. I've like, had... I had a dream finally where Scarlett Johansson was in it, and that's what we did. We talked in a Pizza Hut. Like, what kind of? I mean, I dream about Scarlett Johansson all the time, but we never watched any movies, per se. But no, no, Scarlett Johansson here, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never answered. Well, you never answered. Yeah, you yeah. Did, Alton
1: Hennigan. I do the same answer he gave for the first crush? Um,
0: oh, the one we had the huge confusion. Uh, of. Oh, that
2: nope. Alton oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would believe that I would, like, take a conversation off track?
0: All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead
2: and wrap this up. Sasha,
0: if you yeah. want to become kind of like, a guest on our podcast, you the talking. Same, same goes to you, Scarlett. I, I would love to see you
2: here. Uh, we'll be very supportive, and uh, I support yes, you. Yes, Scarlett. So if you much. have time in your busy, set schedule. Allison Hannigan, Paget. No, Padgett. Padgett, I know that you're above this. <laughs> none, none of the other ladies are above this, but Sasha's above it. Screw it. She's, she's not no, going That's where we draw the line. I said screw Anyway, it. enjoy this mini-sode 10.5, Warrior Dash Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana. 5 oh, Hope you all enjoyed this episode. 10.5. super Dash sode 10.5. St. Francisville, Louisiana.
3: Alright, so we are on our way back from St. Francisville, Louisiana. This is our, uh, our mini-sode for the weekend to play the Warrior Dash that Russell and I raced. <laughs> uh, warrior Dash! You got uh, St. Francis Bale! St. Francis Bale <laughs> Sorry for not have a lot of energy with this is going away. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this. It is now 7 o'clock on uh, Sunday morning. We've been on the road for an hour and a half, headed back home. So, it's kind of early. <laughs> We're a bit groggy this morning, um, groggy and sore, <laughs> but we have—we I have, do have a little more energy this morning than we would have if you tried to record immediately after the race yesterday. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I, know, I don't know about Russell, but you know we've talked about the Warrior Dash on the podcast a couple times. I've wanted to do it for a few years now. Finally, just bunked up and did it. Uh, I don't know if Russell's been. Familiar with the Warrior Dash too? Actually, I have no I mean, until you mentioned it to me, I had never heard of it. Which I only started running this past year. As you know, I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before as well. So, I mean, I was not aware of it at all until you know six months ago. probably. Yeah. Well, and for those of you who don't know what the Warrior Dash is, it's a it's a five k at heart, but it's an obstacle course five five k. Um, and it's in it, the big motto is Mud, Sweat, and Beer. I was going to say, it's a 5K slash obstacle course slash mud run. Yes. All mixed together. You are, you are correct. Um, St. Francisville, this was outside of... Uh, Baton Rouge. Yeah, Baton Rouge. About what, an hour, hour and a half? I think so. Northwest of Baton Rouge. The event itself was at a big sports play, sports play? Sportsplex, and they had a uh, what looked like a hiking trail out to the woods that you go on. So, a lot of them, it took place on that trail, so it was very wooded for a majority of the race. Uh, a lot of running up and down hills and through trees, yep. and then you come to a clearing, there'd be a giant cargo net or mud pit. But right off the get go, uh, I was impressed with parking. Oh, yes, yeah, so well, the line was a little long, but it's just traffic, but, you know, they had plenty of room to park. You parked, it was easy to find everything. I don't think we had any problem finding where to sign in. No, it was very well organized. I will say that. I was very impressed with the organization. And really, knowing what I'm going to do now, next time we do, I'm going to bring a bigger bag, because I just picked a small bag with, like, a pair of shoes and some shorts to change into. Well, and neither one of us knew what to expect, so I was trying to limit how much I took in because I didn't know what would be available. Well and I I noticed a lot of people had basically suitcases and they would have their towels and their yep. their full change of clothes and you know all that stuff so uh definitely do that next time. But but also you wanna know, talk about the the first part of the race, the first few obstacles? Yeah, well I mean it's they kind of all went together. I do remember, like I say, when we first started out, we took off through the woods and as you know, everybody took off together in our little wave. They have a wave every 15 minutes. We were in the ten-fifteen wave and we all took it off.
0: There's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 of us maybe yeah.
3: in the wave. I would say so. And we're all trying to get down this one little bit of trail. So it's kind of congested and slow and you have to run for maybe a tenth of a mile and you have to walk just because everybody's trying to bottleneck down this one little trail. So you wind around through the woods there for just a little bit. I, my distances, I, I can't tell you how far it was, but it wasn't very far. And then it kind of opens up, and you've got a little bit of a run. And then you come up on your first obstacle, which is, is kind of at the edge of a little bitty pond. Yeah. And there's a little bit of water between. You have to, like, go in the pond, and there's a little bit of water where you, like, walk. It's... Like maybe chest deep, maybe shoulder deep, depending on how tall you are. Uh, but I mean, depending on how tall you are, it could be over your head. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. anyway, it was like chest deep on us, yeah. I think. And you kind of walk across, and you get to this. It's basically, it's a cargo net that you like climb up, and then you climb across like like maybe four or five feet of cargo net, right. and then it like drops off into the water, right? Yeah. Is that the way it was? Yeah. It's basically uh, what I can. You know, the obstacle is called Alcatraz, and it's one of the few I remember the name. But it's a bunch of, of of barrels or inflatable, not inflatable, but I don't know what would you call it. Just floating, so the, floating yeah, like on. a styrofoam, styrofoam, that kind of stuff, uh, out in the middle of the pond. And there's cargo net all around it. And so you basically you kind of either walk or swim, depending on how tall you are, out to the. Uh, uh, there you go. Okay. Uh, out to this island you get to the edge, you grab the net you pull yourself up, you kind of climb over it, and then you climb over there and jump back in the water and then swim over back over to the bank to continue your run which the woods was nice uh, I've always been a big fan of trail running, I don't get to trail run as much as I wish uh, but when I lived in Conway that the Calgon Settlement which now I talked to Russell about this but they had mountain bike trails and it's very you know, And there's 26 something miles worth of trails. And, uh, I just really like the atmosphere running through the woods, but so many spots on that trail, only really one person can get through. Yeah. So every time you had fifty plus people coming through on a wave, you would, of course, bottleneck. And I'm not complaining about anybody. People go on just about as fast as they're good. Cause you can tell once they opened up, everybody kind of sped back up again. So, um, uh, that was, that was my only complaint, but that being said, I think having to slow down and walk from a minute allows you to catch your breath a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. Because I definitely feel like I would have been more worn out at the end had I tried to run the entire thing. Actually, I don't think I'd be able to run the entire thing. I think I, I would have really exhausted myself pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, right. Now, you have to help me remember what the, of course, we got past the first obstacle. was like I said, you get out of the water, it wasn't like i said it wasn't really deep you didn't have to like swim because well, we were talking on the way down there and i was showing the video yeah the video of the obstacle you have to like swim out to it and then go across it and then swim back And that wasn't the way ours was ours was right there but then you like run through the woods some more and i can't remember what the second obstacle yeah, was yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the second obstacle was myself um i was gonna to try to look it up on my phone but Number one, I'm driving to number two. I think that it's already passed. They sure like feet um, the They've already taken it off. Uh, I can probably find it, but it'll take me. Yeah, I'm trying to think about Before the second one. Kid, because ride. there's probably, what, a dozen obstacles total? I want to say the first, the first, the second obstacle we hit, was it the over and under walls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was which were just, you know, they are four-foot-high wooden walls. And some of them, there was a gap underneath, you'd crawl under, and some of them, you would crawl over, and you'd go under and over and under and over. And on that one, was that where the carbonate was at the end? Well, I should say, there was an over-wall and then an under-wall, and then there was something that we turned over, and then there was another set of over-under-walls. So. Yeah. Uh, y'all have to excuse us for our ride. Core memory on that, a lot of it merged together pretty quickly, uh, because most of it was either cargo netting, wood walls, or mud, and, and some combination of those. Uh, but not to walk y'all all the way through it, but what are some of the obstacles that you that you found was either challenging or that you liked the most? Okay, we'll go ahead and talk about the big because we know we both know what the big one is. The big one is the mud pit. Yeah. So. Yeah, the mud pit was by far the most grueling of all the obstacles. It was the most grueling and it took the most out of you. I was more sapped after going through the mud pits. which basically, that's, it's, it's what the name says. It's a big pit of mud, except you've got two mounds of mud, like in between. Well, so wait. you're like down in a mud pit and you crawl, you slog your way through the mud. And then on the other side, there's like this mound of wood that you have to climb over. Right. And definitely, to me, I can see them getting in there with in a backhoe, just digging one big pit, piling all that dirt up, and then digging another big pit on the other side of that pile. Yep. And piling up on the other side, and then dumping 10,000 gallons of water on top of that. Exactly. And right. it was, the, it was grueling because you know you you're running and every office we went to, there was. 20, 30 people there at the obstacle with you. Oh, yeah. And so you were never able to really just run through the obstacle. There's somebody in front of you, which, again, is a big marathon. That's part of it. But with the mud pits, you you are getting out of there when someone boots down to get you a hand. Oh, yeah. You not do it by yourself. Because if, no matter how strong you are, body weight, like the mud's just coming off the, the mounds and you can't get a grip to get out of the mud. Exactly, and you can't, like, jump out of the mud because your feet are stuck in mud. Right. That was the big thing. I mean, when, you know, you're probably shin deep in more or less heavier, denser mud. Yeah. like and then water mud. mud. Yeah, yep. sticky mud. And then you've got water mud all the way up to your shoulders or your waist. Yep. Um, and so you're trying to get out of that, and then there's... Two to three feet of mud above ground level that you got to climb out on. Right, ground level is like, like say, it's like a chest high. Yeah. And then there's the mud mound is above that. Right. Because so the pits are probably about four feet deep, and the mound's probably go up to three or four feet above ground. So you're looking at a distance of like seven to eight feet from the bottom of the mud pit to the top of the mound. Yeah. And it's that was the most energy sapping obstacle in the whole course because you're just you're a lot of trial and error. Uh, I think just about everyone that I saw had to take several approaches to get up. Yep. And you really had to make sure that there was somebody on top of the mountain to reach down and give you a hand because you're not getting a hand on the on the on the ground. Well and you actually needed, you needed help with both ends You need yep. somebody to like give you a boost and then once you got like your body on the mud mound you had to have somebody up top to, to hold on to to help pull yourself out and immediately following that one uh were the trenches yep. which were, i don't know they were probably only three or four feet deep but they were long they're probably 20 25 feet long maybe a little shorter than that yeah. Yeah. That's a, probably about, 15. about 15 feet long but they had like plywood on top of them so you're basically going down in the ground in almost a tunnel. Yeah. And it's full of mud. So you're on your hands and knees crawling through mud. Uh, and to do that immediately after coming out of the mud pits. You get out and you've got an extra twenty pounds of mud caked yeah, on you. You are covered in mud. And that was it took you a while to, to get back on. <laughs> then you get to run again. And then you get to run again with all that mud on you. But uh but that was towards the end. Uh, what, we had like a mile left to run after that obstacle, you'd say. Was that after the two mile mark? Because you remember we came up on the two mile mark in the middle of the woods. Was the most after that? No, I think it was before that, wasn't it? I cannot remember. Like I said, it all runs together now. Um were there was one obstacle, uh, there's one obstacle where I forget which way. Great, and it was basically just a big kind of dome made out of wood. Where you got kind of climb up the wood, you walk across the wood, and then you the wood. Kind of oh like, yeah, you know? yeah. It was it was just kind of a wooden ladder, but you would go up about twenty feet, 15, 20 feet, and then there's wood planks going across the top, and you would kind of very crawl across that, and then turn around and crawl down, down the other side. Unless you got hung up on that, and there's I mean not you personally, but there's somebody slow in front of you. Well, no, there Is was that a, the one you got. There was, a girl, there was a girl in front of us, which, on these obstacles, you really got to get behind somebody and make lanes through the obstacles. Because what would happen is one person would get stuck at one point in that obstacle. And then behind them, there's two people side by side kind of waiting on that spot to clear out. And then behind them, there's three. And it's kind of a pyramid going down. There's people slowing down. But now this girl that was up there, she got to the top and was just frozen with fear mm-hmm. just frozen with fear like her husband or there was a guy there i don't know if it was a husband or brother or what but uh he was like right next to her was like give me your hand now i'll help you get to the next one and she just could not let go of, of the wood. um uh, which at that point we had already gone through the cargo net one right that was after that big cargo net climb yeah Where you find up and it's like this one um uh, you climb up 15, 20 feet on the cargo net and then there's this long cargo net hanging about twenty feet over the ground. Maybe a little higher. I feel like it's higher than that, was that was in between the up and down walls? I think so. No, it wasn't between the up and down walls, it was after. Okay. Uh, was okay. But but yeah, uh, and so that kinda helps us up and that would happen quite a bit with somebody who was kinda unsure like that would which I applaud everyone who went and Oh, I mean, And there, there were people of all types. There were people of all types. Um, you know, we would get passed by these guys, these uh, obvious like triathlete, marathoner, runner yeah. types uh, that just like breezing through it. And then you would see people who it very much looked like this is the first marathon or anything that they've ever done, uh, or even workout. Sometimes it felt like. There, there's some bigger people there, and I, I applaud them for, for doing it, uh, because at the end, you're all finishers, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, you're that's, that's, the race. There's no, I'm sure they had the award ceremony when we got there. I guess the first wave was the competitive way. Yeah, you have your competitive way first, uh, and then which you know, like I said, it's really all about finishing for the majority of us. Yeah. And I told you several times, and I even touched while we are running, and I told other people. I wasn't worried about making a time, I was just no. worried about getting through it because which I do want to jump in real quick and so I, I didn't mean to call you out or get hung up on an but I mentioned that because there was also one that I got stuck behind somebody on Yeah. And that was the uh it was the cargo net, it's like a a tube like a tube made out of a cargo net that you had to like crawl your way through, you had to like crawl up and then it went went down and back up again. Yeah. there was this girl in front of me that was, I mean, struggling, struggling, struggling. And so I had to wait and wait and wait. And then you had to wait on me to get through it. But uh, that was just another obstacle that was in there somewhere. Well, I really don't know for me, what was more draining was just doing the obstacle or when you're on top of the cargo net or you're up the wall or whatever, you're hanging there kind of using up your energy hanging on the wall or whatever to yeah, waiting on, Wait on the next person in front of you. Because that happened to be on the big the big cargo net climb where you're kind of suspended over the air, where all of us are kind of sitting there. like, And I actually kind of took a, you know, popped a squat and <laughs> got yeah. there for a minute yeah. and waited for people to clear out. Uh, which I will recommend, what worked best is too many times a lot of people at the obstacle were like right behind the person in front of them. It's kind of best to kind of, if, especially if their lanes to wait for them to clear the obstacle where yeah. there's no one on the obstacle in front of you. The people behind you might get irritated because you're not going, but then you can go through as fast as you can, and then that gives them room. Then have to right. and and wait you, on them. And like I said, then you don't have to wait in the middle of the obstacle. Right. Uh, and some of the other obstacles, there's a lot of rope walls, you know, just ropes hanging over you know, big 30-foot walls that you had to grab. Yeah, there was a, yeah, the one yeah, vertical wall where you like, you had the rope, not a rope, and you sure. also had like two or on a vertical wall that you climbed up and then climbed down like a ladder on the other side. Uh, there's that, I don't know if there's any more in the middle, but there's that one near the end where you've got like a, it's not a rope, it's a, they were usually like ratchet straps yeah. that you that was what you walk, kind of walked across, I'm putting walk in quotes because you had a cargo net above you where you're like, your feet are on this little bitty tow strap, but you've got this cargo net to help you, above you that you're hanging from, right. to help you walk across. Uh, well, yeah. and that one was... That was uh, close to the end. That one was close to the end, and it's, you know, it's over mud, obviously. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And pretty much everything you did was over mud of some kind, or dirt, uh... And I will say, speaking of dirt, I'm going to get back to that obstacle. Okay. For me, the, uh, the the biggest complaint I had was how dry it was, especially in the woods, because it was kicking up such like, that dry dirt dust. The very first part of the race, it was just that, you know, a lot of people running on dry dirt is just kicking up a dust cloud. Yeah. And you're breathing it in, and it's getting on you. And right after the Alcatraz, when you're soaking wet with water, and it's just water, it's not mud you're swimming through, it's, it's a lake here, a whole pond. Um, and you get that dust just all over you. And it, that I could have dealt without, but <laughs> back to that obstacle, uh, yeah, you know, you're suspended over the strap, or the strap's suspended over the water. There's the cargo net above you. So uh, ideally, your gum holds that. Work your way across while walking on the strap. Right. There are a lot of guys I saw that were just hitting the hitting the cargo net and weren't even putting their feet down. Right. Yeah, you know, just doing that right. hand over hand. The one that we got into there was, what would you say, six, seven people? Well, at least five. But yeah, it be um, six. Seven. I'm a victim of hyperbole this point this on my back. No, I mean, uh, him, I, I didn't count. But, but no, no, there, there no, were there's... about as many people that could fit on that strap as possible. And me and Russell were watching and because of all that weight, the strap was a lot farther from that cargo <laughs> a yeah. lot farther down. And every time somebody would wobble, it would shake the whole strap. So on that one, me and Russell kind of knew get all the, one person goes across there's less weight by hundreds of pounds if you take several people off oh yeah the strap comes back up five six inches you have a better handhold on the cargo net and you're the only one taking the the, the strap. and so that would be my recommendation anybody that runs and comes across that would be just kind of wait it out just do it one yeah, at a time because we waited which i went across that one first in your binary me. we waited until they got across and then i think you and i both just kind of just, Went across it I mean, yeah, you know, I I'll, I'll try to wait until you get that halfway through before I got on there. there was no difficulty really at all. So. Uh, once you got the weight off uh, And I'm trying to think I know there's a lot more obstacles I haven't we haven't hit all twelve. Uh, there was the mud mounds. And then, of course, the race itself, being out in the forest, being a lot of hills, there are a lot of, like, bridges and climbs and that kind of stuff yeah. within the trails that weren't even designated obstacles, but they were still very, kind of, taxing. Uh, oh, yeah, there were several points, and this is where you would get your bottlenecks in the woods. Yeah. There were several points to where you would... have would be step for right you now. I mm-hmm. uh, got confused by the sides. Even though I've come this way, it's over was like okay, bottlenecks in the woods where you have to like, climb up. I mean, sometimes it was just a dirt, you know, just part of the trail that just climbed up, but there was that one spot where they had like a board with like two or four steps right. Right across it. And you'd get to those and everybody stopped and you'd have to go about one at a time, so you kind of bottlenecked there. Uh, but we're going to try to... Uh, there were... Jeez, I, I would probably guess about a dozen people with GoPo's at least. Yeah. Uh, so I saw several after the race. I saw quite a few on the race. Uh, and so we're going to try to look look up the Warrior Dash in the next week or two and get a link of one of their videos posted up to the, our Facebook page. Cool, with a link so that y'all can kind of, if, if they do have, they tied the race in its entirety so that if you're interested in seeing what we ran through, you can. And then they see the sequencing and stuff. Um, yeah. So by the time this by the time this episode drops, which is probably going to be a month from now, yeah, uh, we should have that. We should have a link to the video the same time this episode drops. Right. As um, well as the pictures. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were photographers and stuff out on the course. Yep. Yeah. And so maybe we'll have some pictures of us covered in mud and all that and then it's struggling. And struggling. Yeah. Because there were, you know, like I said, the, the one that took down me, me the most was the mud bits. Oh, definitely. Once we definitely. got through the mud beds, I was, boy, I was drained. I was. It took me a while to like get my wind back, and get back up to where I could jog. Well, on, on something like this, you know, I, I, the second wind is very common with athletes, runners, and that kind of stuff. On this one, you got had like third, fourth yeah. wind sometimes you'd you get your wind back and you'd be going good, and then you had another obstacle that just drained you again. Um, and so, but there were another couple of obstacles there at the very end. Yeah. You had another wall, that you had to time with the room. Well, at the very end, it's just, they were back to back but it's one big obstacle and okay. different elements to it. And so you would, I'll let you go ahead and try that one. Actually, we'll back up because before you get to the last one, you have to like jump through fire. You had to jump through the fire. Which I was very afraid of because uh, this wild boy can't jump. I, I, I can't jump. I, and Russell will tell us he's seen me try to... Uh, to play basketball and, and jump. He, he does that. I love a lot of jumping power. And so, when it looked a lot, it looked like a giant pile of logs on fire that you had to jump through. And I was very worried that uh I wasn't going to make it. And I, I had some people say, just roll through it. Uh, or roll under it. Roll, roll under it, it. yeah. <laughs> like that was an option. Uh Well, but, basically all it was is, it's like these fire logs that you get at Walmart. They had like a line of like maybe yeah. fifteen feet across, and they were just like in a single line, and there's just like a little fire that you took yeah, over. It, it, it was, it was fun to do. It was a good like this yeah. is it. This is yeah. the end. Yeah, because right there, uh, at the end. right there, there, at the end. end. Which really, you know, for me, and I'm, I'm critiquing the word. i feel like, I know a lot about it, but I kind of would to put that at the very end. Oh yeah, as the finish line because this was this was before the last obstacle. So, you, you, you saw the fire, you come around the corner, you see it, and you, feel, you smell the smoke, that's the first thing you smell. Yep. You're like, oh, we're here, we're in that exactly the next one. Well, yeah. You yeah. come we're around, ready. you see the fire, yeah. you know, just, and then you see this huge climb of this giant, it is called the Goliath, is the last obstacle. Yeah. And, and it's huge. You took a picture of it. Yeah, I took a picture of it it'll be on our Facebook, and it's, you climb up the rope wall, and then you get to the top, and then there's like, more walls you have to climb up right there was like a ladder thing you had to climb, up, climb over because so you had to jump oh no 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 what, didn't you climb what didn't you go up the rope and then there's that like balance beam oh yeah the balance there's a balance beam yeah you climb you grab the rope you did the rope climb you know it's your feet on the wall you get to the top and then there's a balance beam it's a legit wooden balance beam it's probably like, what, three, what was it, like three two-by-fours? Three two-by-fours, uh, nailed, you know. Together. Together. And then you you've got a I'm rope going. on each side. you are you Dude, I don't know where I'm going. Okay. This, this part I know. Okay. Okay, so just back off. All right, all right. I don't right. know where I'm going. Listen, I don't want to get lost in transport. form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one. No, no, no. Trust me, dude. This part I know. Uh, Russell was taking us to Monroe, Louisiana. You know, Russell is taking us very briefly on I-20 to get back on 71. Are, you gonna, are we taking 71 all the way back, or are we taking 49 back? Uh, we're taking 71 to get to 49. 49 is not one continuous highway. This is the way we can do this all right All right. I, I, I trust you. Back off. Let me drive. I, I, I will I, get you on. If, if I get home on time. In time. I, I'm anyway, you had the balance beam and you, had, you actually had a, it wasn't just a balance beam. No. You it, had a robe on each side. On each side. Because not only is it like a beam, but they're like spraying the beam with water yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Which is crazy. I yeah. Mean, you have water squirted up from the bottom, like in your face and in your chest. Which is probably good because it's like washing the mud off right. by shoes. So I kind of understand that, but it still kind of makes you nervous. Was that was fine. a long drop too. I mean, yes. Oh yeah, it was like 25-30 feet up in the air. It is, it is and cool. while there was water in the bottom, like it looked like there was maybe only five or six feet of water in the bottom of yes. that it thing. It would not be a pleasant experience at all. <laughs> you wouldn't at all. It, 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 and, it, I, don't it, I don't know. I just and like here, I don't know. It was it, that was kind of a scarier. That was probably the most nervous I was as far as like falling and injuring myself. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then uh, once you get across the balance beam, is that where the slide was? Yeah, I think the slide to get down. Yeah, you've got this great big red slide that goes down into what you think is a mud pit, but it's not. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not a mud pit. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're sliding down the slide, and you see people hitting the mud and coming back up. And so you kind of assume it's like a four or five foot deep mud pit, and people are just, you know, coming in at an angle and they can pop it back up. Yeah. But that's not what it was. It was it was like a legit body of water. Yeah, no, you were completely submerged. Like I did not feel bottom when I when I went in. I don't I don't think. I know I immediately went I knew every time I went through mud, the first thing I did was like, close my lips my mouth as tight as possible and I just yeah. breathed breathe out my nose and so try not to get any mud in my mouth or my nose. Right. And so when we hit the mud, mouth closed, I'm Blowing out of my, my hand, trying to keep all the mud out. And then I realized, holy cow, I'm reaching up above me and I don't feel yeah. air. There's no mud above me. I don't feel, f-. so it had to be
2: 10, 12 feet deep. I mean, it had to be deep for me to not feel any ground under my feet and to not feel any air
3: above, above my hand when I'm reaching up. And so I'm a it, but again, you're wearing shoes the whole time, so it's, it's kind of hard to, to swim. Well, yeah, my thought process was, like you say, you think you're just going to go down and you're going to land and walk across. Yeah. And you hit the water, and then you go under, and you're like, oh, crap, this is deeper than I thought. And then you're like, wait, this is not water. I want to be underwater in it. Because yeah. even though it was water, you also, by that time, you'd have hundreds, maybe even a thousand people covered in mud go through that water. So right. it's not no. Water. No. Um, so, like you said, you don't want any of that to get in your body. So, you get through that, you struggle to swim out of it, because, like I you said,
0: you're
3: swimming in shoes, which is not easy to do. You finally get across that, you slime your way out. Well, side. yeah, and on the end of that was a mud climb in itself. Looks like the mud pit, because you're there. by the time you get there, you've got. It's not as tall as the mud pins, but it's still a bit of a... You still need a little assistance getting out. No, 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 no. That was the uh, barbed wire. Oh, the barbed wire. I forgot about the barbed wire. That was at the end, wasn't it? The very end yeah. was the barbed wire. You're right. I forgot all about them. Yeah, so... <laughs> you, you climb out of the water at the end of the slide, and then there's like a little bit of ground. And now I think it's just back into mud. Yeah, you're and right. You go under right. like this barbed wire, which... I told you that was the easiest one because basically you got this bar wire, and you've seen like in movies where you got the army people in the right, and you are crawling under bar wire. It's kind of that, except under the bar wire is just a mud pit. Yeah. So and the mud pit, only like two feet deep. Right. So, hey, so basically, all I did was, and I'm sure you probably did the same thing, is you just kind of float through the mud yeah. and pull yourself along with your arms. Yeah. It was the easiest obstacle to me because yeah. just. Uh, the bar, right? yeah. there was no, no, there was no crawling at all. You just kind of floated there and used your hands. And, uh, I found out real quick in the mud, closed fists were the way to do it instead of trying to grab with fingers because the mud was just kind of, yeah. you know, just raking mud. Uh, but, yeah. I, um, but then, like say at the end of that one is where you had no, like, mini mud wall you had to, like, climb out. And that one, that took me and Russell a while not to get out, but to help other people out. Uh, you had to give, on those kinds of things, you had to give the person behind you a handout. But what frustrated me on so many of these obstacles is that the concept was if someone pulls you out, you take their spot, they keep running. You pull someone out, they take your spot, you keep running. But that, for some reason, that never happened for us. It no. took us like two or three people helping behind us to them to take our spot. Right. And so, you know... With, the guy in front of us, he would stop, turn around, give out his hand, and he'd pull us up, and then he'd keep running. We would stop, pull someone up, and then they would keep running leave us there to get the next guy.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and that happened quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, some of these folks, they were they were bigger folks, and that was kind of, and I was telling Russell, for me, some of the most physically demanding parts of that race were just helping people out of the mud, yeah. because some of these people were, were pretty big-sized folks. and I'm not the biggest guy in the world, you know. So it, it it was a little grueling, but at the end you're covered in mud. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fun to sit around right at the finish line and watch them come out because they all look the same, you know. Yeah. Uh, you look like Carrie at the front scene, or just covered in mud. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then so we get done with the race, and we're trying to find the showers. Because, you know, they had the changing roads and the advertised showers. Which yeah. The showers. The, the showers were non-existent. There were, yeah. There, there were no show- I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't either. But essentially, that same pond we ran through for the Alcatraz, you're on the other side of that now. And there's some people going down this hill and they're bathing off. Yeah. Which it helped tremendously. I mean, it, it was dirty water, but you weren't covered in pure water. Right. You were covered in dirty water instead of mud when you got out. So, uh,
2: and the change of rooms were just, you know, circus tents, basically, that you would go in and change um uh, No, after the race, we uh, we walked back and forth from the car a few times to get towels and change of clothes, and
3: Yep. we, uh, and
2: you get, we, um,
3: you got a shirt, you got a hat? You got a shirt, you got a slow warrior hat, which you'll be able to see in our picture. Uh, that we put on. Um, you got your beer tickets. You get a, you get one free beer after the race. Shock, shock top. It was a shock top. Brought to you by shock top. Brought to you by shock top. Uh, which is good. I mean, free beer. Yeah. I'll never pass it up. I had a guy. He was working out as we were coming back in from the car after putting our stuff up. He's like, "Hey, man, you want free?" So actually, he gave me his beer ticket. is what I'm getting to. So I actually had two free beers. So, I can't complain. Uh, Yeah. And they had some... I don't know about your burger, but the hot dog was pretty good. Burger Um, was, you know... They were pricey? Yeah. They were really pricey. I mean, which big marathon like that, you're not expecting, you know, dollar dogs or anything like that. But they had turkey legs, which was the big seller, which they ran out of. They were $9 turkey legs. $9. How much for the pretzel? Pretzels were $5. Um, And the... The cheese cup to go with your pretzel was $2. $2. So if you wanted a soft pretzel with cheese. $7. $7 on that pretzel. $7. But like I said, you got a hot dog. I got a hamburger and fries. Yeah. Um, it was all good. It was all good. We, we kind of banded around a little bit. They had a band playing. The band was pretty good. band was good. That I was, was impressed. In, I, I was impressed at the music, musical talent. They did, you know, cover. So it was everything from, I don't know. The only song I can even remember is yeah. the Weezer song. Weezer, Killers uh, you know nineties and two thousand, you know, rock, pop, that kind of stuff. So it's a real good atmosphere. It it's amazing the collection of people that event brought in. Absolutely. Because you had guys walk the guys in there walking around that you're like, they do this for a living. Like they're triathletes. they this is their life. And then you had people walking around and you're like you kind of suspect this is the only physical activity they do This it's <laughs> on race, you know, not to be mean, but yep. you know, there were some of those no, people I know too. What you're saying. Um, and then you had everything in between, you had people who were running it in Speedos, you had people running it in just you know, men, no shirt, topless with shorts or whatever. Yeah, then um, there were people like in costume, they were running, yeah, it? a lot of people in costume which I wore my costume Captain America tee, but I don't consider the costume tees costume. No, 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 no. I'm talking like, about, you know, uh, some people... there in like, skirts. And yeah, kilts baller, and... Ballerina you know, tutus. Two, tutus and stuff. Uh, and, then, like, capes on. There are those two women in all wave that wore, like, the breastplates. Yep. And had, like, the Roman... I don't know what you call that that skirt thing that they wear, but the... You know skirts? Right, right, mm-hmm. right. right. Uh, but they had, like, plastic breastplates and helmets and that kind of stuff. Uh, And then there were, and uh, I apologize to the men from the get-go, I don't know whether they were Army or Marine. I'm not good enough at telling. I think they were Army. They are American uh, troops that ran it in full combat gear. Um, Helmets, packs, the whole nine, no rifles, but, you know. And I really wish... We had been able to see them. We saw them before. We saw them after the fact. And one of their one of their men, from what we heard just through the grapevine on the race course, twisted an ankle. Yep. Hurt sprained an ankle or something, and instead of them canceling and leaving, the race brought them a stretcher, and they finished the course on the stretcher. No, I think they, they carried him. They to carry him to the two mile marker. marker. Yeah, to the two mile marker. Easier to get him out um and so because that's where we passed them at yeah at the two right as we passed them they were fixing to get back on the course right but yeah like i said they were in full what i assume is full comeback gear so that would be interesting uh, it would be um it really would be but no the, the race overall uh i'm not too terribly sore today but i might be tomorrow I did something to my foot. <laughs> I don't really know what. It hurts. I got. I think mean, I have bruised in the bottom of my foot. Well, I was showing you guys now. I'm a little bit banged up on my legs. I got some scrapes and cuts and bruises. And, but as far as uh, injured, I'm not really, not really injured. Uh, and so, I definitely recommend the Warrior Dash to anyone. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, I definitely don't going into like when I saw the Warrior Dash being advertised back when I was in college. Like you've got to be, that looks like something you've got to be pretty fit for. You know, like I've got to train up and get ready for, but having done it, yeah, it's grueling, but I think regardless of your activity level, it might take you a while to do it, but it's definitely a good barometer for how fit you are. And you can definitely kind of, if you're you're getting to the point where you're really considering getting serious about your health or your fitness. Doing something like this is a good start. It lets you kind of know where you're at, um, whether you need to focus more on cardio or upper extremity strength, or leg strength, or whatever the case. Because all those obstacles, and Russell kind of tested this. Just about anyone can get through it. Oh yeah. Um, there's nothing. The obstacles themselves are not overly uh, difficult. You take your time. You go slow. Um, and there's nothing that and like I said, there's all kinds of people on those courses. Right. Uh, people that you wouldn't think would be out there are out right. there. And you, there's nothing that says you have to run it. No. No, and by no means. And, you know, you had these guys and women, again, running with, like, you know, 2% body fat, <laughs> uh, just tearing through the course. And then you had some, you know, two, 300 pounds that were... Running there too, and I have more. I, I, in a way, I have more respect for those people to go out and try it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, than some of the others, but it, it's definitely recommended. Yep. Uh, and you know, I know Texas Cannon might have another red run next summer, uh, so keep an eye out for that. we will probably be there too. But, yeah, and I'm, and I think I talked to this yesterday or the other day. I'm I'm considering buying like the season pass oh, yeah. next year. And during, like, several of them. How much did the season pass? you remember? It's like 120, I think. So you got to run three races. But, yeah, I mean, if you run three, you're actually saving money. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll look and see.
0: There's another one
3: in Texas is in March. And it's down around San Antonio. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But I'll definitely run another one. I and mean, I'm definitely I'm definitely glad that we did this part. I had a great time. Well, and, you know, Russell and I talked about it. I can definitely see how doing it, and there's just the two of us, but I can definitely see how doing it as a team would be a lot more fun. We had a lot of people, uh, we saw a lot of people in uniform in a way. They're either in costume or they have shirts or whatever that were part of it. And to do it as a team and also to have a support group there at the event, Yep. uh, I think next time we're definitely going to drag someone there just to sit there and wait on us. To watch our deer, to keep track of the phone, take pictures, all that kind of stuff. Because it would have been nice having somebody there on the finish line taking pictures up right, as, we, as we came across. Besides just the, uh, yeah. the official photographers that you tried to catch, you know. So. But also, do you got anything else? No, yeah, I think that pretty well covers it. I mean, don't do this stuff where I forget, but like I said, it's hard to remember everything. Well, and we'll have, as of this recording, this recording will come out after the full episode yep. that we're recording this Wednesday. So we'll kind of touch base on the Weird dash and If you listen to this, you've already heard the full so. Well <laughs> a little bit of time travel there for the listeners, but Because our the last mini show, which was the beer tasting, yeah. it just dropped Friday. Yeah. So this is actually gonna drop like a month from now. A here. month from now, okay. So, all right, so uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for our chance conversation, and uh, we will be talking to you guys again. All right? All right. You know, just, just subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, do all that stuff. All of that stuff. Listen to one of our full episodes and get that information. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There, there you go. You go. <laughs> 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 we don't. We don't have a favorite famous. <laughs> I just a lot <don't> to <laughs> to remember, Bye. but. Uh, We do appreciate everybody. Uh, Take care and come back. Thanks guys.